Welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I'm Christopher Krellen, CEO of the American Influencer Association. Today, we have an AIA exclusive with Mustafa Afsi, who recently battled COVID-19 in New York City. Mustafa gives an incredible account of survival from diagnosis to fighting for every breath. We're so glad he's healing well. Now, here's our host, Josh Skinner. Hi, it's Josh Skinner, and welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. We have a very, very special guest with us today, American Influencer Award nominee for Hairstylist of the Year. Let's give it up for Mustafa Afi. How are you, sir? Hi, Josh. How are you? Good. How's Thank New York treating you? So far, so good. So you, far, so good. Yeah. I love it. You, I have to be honest with you. You're my first call doing Bicoastal. So I'm in Los Angeles in a studio, and you're in New York. Wow. <laughs> so, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited, too. Thanks for being with us. So we know that you've been nominated for an AIA award. Um, we know that you own the amazing salon Lexington in New York City. You've won multiple awards, including Educator of the Year and Behind the Chair One Shot Award. Tell me what it's like to be recognized with the American Influencer nominee and all these other awards. Did you ever think you'd be uh, recognized like this? I was always one of those just regular. I'm a hairdresser, and I see I don't see myself any higher than that, and. I was always like looking at the hair shows, getting inspired by like big names and artists and how they do their thing, but never had like interest in, you know, right. education and stuff like this. But you, you never know what you can wake up and feel what kind of how you inspire others and where how they ask for your talent to be shared with others and I'm like the person that likes to share that likes to give information so people whoever took my classes took my information they already know how much I share with them so it just becomes to a point where I didn't really have so much to imagine that I wanted to be this point that point it just happened and I'm glad it happened you know you deserve it sir you are such a kind soul and you've made an impact on so many people you know recently uh, we've been going through the COVID-19 scare here in the United States and it really touched home to you could you please tell us a little bit about your journey unfortunately I was the one one of those who had the COVID-19 and now that I'm more educated about COVID-19 like I've heard from many people that they had it but the symptoms were low. Some people had it. They really didn't have to go to the hospital. They had to go through at home. But I'm one of those who really struggled in the hospital, went through really tough times. And really, I myself got really scared of it at one point of my life. But luckily, it's over right now. And to be honest, I don't wish this to anybody. It's really scary. I think more hairdressers know and they took more serious ones people that know me and I got a lot of com comments from them and saying they took COVID-19 so much more serious after seeing me because it's like you hear something from another world something happens until you really know something happens to someone that you really know up close then you take it so much more serious this is one of those cases and I found myself just in the middle of it so 
every day I learned something new about it. Finally, thank God, I left everything behind. You know, I feel so much better right now. Your story is it's kind of crazy. You were in the hospital for eight days. You were at one point on a ventilator. Your fever was over 100.4, and you had no taste and crazy body aches. What was that like? Every day, you know, how much can you carry? Let me ask you this way. It's like a, if if you you tell me I can carry, Mustafa, I can carry 100 pounds, the COVID-19, it leaves, let's say, 100 pounds on your shoulders. And the next day, it leaves somebody else 120 pounds. Maybe that person only carries can carry 100 pounds. Think about it that way. But for me, it went 100, it went 120, it went 140, it went 150, it went 160, until I really couldn't, you know, breathe anymore, shaking from fever, I couldn't walk anymore, I couldn't smell, I couldn't eat, I couldn't anything, I couldn't function at all. And then I barely found myself in the ER room and from there it was like chaos and I'm lucky I'm glad I'm live again I'm with people again talking again with my family again you know it's tough time what was your first symptom and when did you think oh no I may have COVID well we locked down our salon we came home I had no symptoms and after the next day I felt you know I started feeling like I can't Whatever I was eating, I couldn't taste during the like morning time and the lunch time. And more towards the evening, I had a little bit of fever, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like all the symptoms started to show. And then like it went more on the next day. By third day, I was starting to go into the shower, cool myself down maybe like five, six times a day just because I would, my feet would be freezing cold and I would I would sweat let's say it it was very weird reaction and I would just lay down and not being able to do anything because I feel shaky and my fever went up to 100 102 103 104 so anytime I had that high fever I used to go in the shower to cool myself down and then dress up again and then maybe an hour later do the same thing one more time and then another hour later, do the same thing one more time. So after like seven, eight days, I was constantly doing this. And day and night, I was doing it. Not like I couldn't sleep at night. Every 40 minutes, 50 minutes, I used to go in the shower, barely walking into the shower. And then I my breathing was still good until my eighth day. Eighth day, I started to feel my breathing very, it started hurting me. And the ninth day also, and the tenth day, my God, I can only function until like around 12 o'clock in the noontime. And then I barely hit the emergency room. Like from my house, it's like a two block. By the time I get to the emergency room and walk inside, I couldn't even walk in there. So I really, like symptoms, I thought it will stop, it will slow down, it will somehow react differently you know it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and i hit the hospital and that was it that was the eighth day of journey started from there so how many days altogether were you just horribly sick i can say 17 days oh my lord on the 18 18 day of the hospital i first time i got up from my bed i barely walked like 
five, six steps, and I barely, like, walked back, and that was it. I posted a video. I don't know if you guys have seen my video, because I was getting hundreds of hundreds of messages from people all over the world about majority of the messages were commenting about my health issue, wishing me all the best thing in the world, you know, praying. I couldn't answer those people. It was so much. I I just had to make some small video and just say thank you to them. And I see them, but I can't respond to each and every one of them. That was my, on my 18th day, that was my best, uh, how, do, how should I say it? That was my best health condition, I think I should say. Because now I look back and watch that video, I just skip forward. I don't want even want to see it because now I feel like I'm alive right now, not not then. What would what would you say to somebody who's going through a health crisis right now, whether it's COVID or cancer or something else, and they're just having a hard time? Is there any kind of tip or advice that you could give them that really helped you? I listen to the doctors, what they suggest. Um, what I can tell them is try to find as much information as possible and take it seriously. When I got out of the house, I got tons of, tons of, tons of messages from people commenting. And like even the stupidest questions, let me tell you, I would try to reply to them because in a conversation, the next question, this is after I feel much better. I was trying to reply to them and to share as much information as possible because when I needed information, I really couldn't find so much of information. My doctor just said to me, until your breathing gets worse, you should stay home and take care of yourself because it's better safe to stay home. Wow. This is what I was told. And I, I asked a couple of more people, they said the same thing to me. So I listened to the doctor, what the doctor has given me what to do. And But there wasn't so much of information of sharing, making feel, people feel, you know, comfortable. So you can, in your head, if you're comfortable of one, situation, you'll just forget about it easily and there's no worry there. But if, if it's not solved and you're not comfortable in the head, it's just going to eat your brain and you're just going to, it's like you're just going to feel that tension constantly. So it needs to go away from your mind. So what I did, I made, I took in as much questions as possible and I try to answer as much of them as possible and then shared it on my Instagram. So people can go through those questions and find their answers because majority of them basically same questions but asked a little bit differently. So I try to share now. Once I started getting better, I try to give back and share as much as possible because I know there's a lot of people out there who have not much of information and they're scared to leave their house even to go to see a doctor or to get in touch with a doctor because it was really hard to get in touch with a doctor also. So my goal and my wife pushed me to really help others to share as much information as possible because she said I freaked out and I was searching everywhere. I really couldn't find a lot of information. And now it's your time to give to those people, like share as much as possible. So like I said, any questions, even if it's really serious, long paragraph to a very short, stupid question, I just have to answer everybody and take time to respect all those questions as much as possible and just answer everyone. Because like I said, you, you can't see people. You don't know how their health condition is and you don't know how they're describing it also. More they know, it's better 
you know, you feel more comfortable. And for our listeners who are listening right now, if they want to follow your journey and everything that you just went through, uh, Instagram would probably be the best way to do a deep dive, correct? Yes. Instagram, they can still even ask me questions through DM. It's not a, it's totally, I'm open to it. I answer my DMs. And it's, the cases are much more lower than used to be. And they know much more, they're knowledgeable than used to be. But they're still going on. There's still a lot of people that asking about their symptoms, about, you know, maybe their wife or husband is sick, or even just as simple, they ask for your prayers. So I take time and I share as much as possible with them. You're a special guy, Mustafa. If you want to see Mustafa's journey on Instagram, his Instagram handle is Mustafa Opsi. That's M-U-S-T-A-F-A. A V as in Victor, C as in Cat, I. Well, I want to talk about your product line as well. You are uh, your positivity is extending through a new po- product line that you have, and you have combs, you have brushes, you have the twister, you have the king of waves. You even have this amazing mannequin head on your website. Will you tell me a little bit about your products? You see, even like education, I didn't have in mind. Uh, I was told that I needed to get into education. I was told that I need to share what I know with a bunch of rest of the artists out there, hairdressers out there. That's why I was pushed so much Then I ended up doing education. When it comes to my tools, anytime I use something, people were asking me, where did you get this? Where can I get this? And I'm, I'm one of those, I'm, like I said, I'm a hairdresser. I look for things that would have purpose, that would have style, that would have uh, quality, that will have purpose of, you know, a lot of stuff. And I love to experience tools and products and things like that. I love to play around with it and just feel each product, how they're different from each other. But in the name, in the texture world, is same, but how they could be also different. So when it comes to products, I was told a lot, and I started to focus on creating. I know it's a big step. I know a lot of responsibilities. I know, like, so much investment also to create all those bunch of products. But connection is very, the most important thing that you can ever build with your followers. You can have 10 million followers, but if you don't have the connection, strong connection with them, and the trust, that 10 million followers is pointless. You need to build a solid connection and trusty connection with them. So I took my time very slow. I took my steps very strong. And I'm one of those hairdressers, let's say influencers, who created their full line of product, just focusing on what I wanted to do. Basically, so, and I wanted to be one of those who really took the first step to do things. I just wanted to be one of those. Looking back, I'm glad I did. And looking back right now, also, I'm aiming to create more products, but not just to create because I can put my name on any product and just talk about it. But that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted, like I said, I wanted to be purpose, quality, a lot of things. I'm very detailed oriented hairdresser, so has to match my quality. In my, in my hand also. How does it feel to have your own line of products and, and just see your name on it? It feels great because I know the person who gets it, they're going to feel the same way. And that's what I'm happy about. They will feel that it's truly great product that has been created by a hairdresser. I detail, I design, I, I make sure each product is designed a certain way. I make sure 
when you think about mannequin head, first thing, any hairdresser, anyone will think it's the hair. has to be long, has to be this, has to be that. Or they can say shoulder, no shoulder. My main thing was how the face is going to look like, how the eyes is going to look like, how the lips are going to look like, how the nose is going to look like. Is it going to have a certain skin tone? Why am I worrying about these things? Because right now everything is social, Instagram. You need to showcase something that is gorgeous, beautiful, so your work can represent. You don't want to um, do a beautiful hairdo and the face is not looking on the mannequin head. It looks scary. So you need to focus on... I focused on that part of the mannequin head first. Then after finally deciding the tone of the hair color. And I decided whatever is going to show so much more on video, on Instagram, that's what I focused on, the tone of the hair. So it's just a lot of things I look at differently and I'm there to make sure even hair comb. I teach vintage ways just by using a tail comb without any tool, any hot tool. You can curl it, you can flat iron it, doesn't matter. I can create it the most beautiful deep wave, uh, vintage wave as possible. But there's a purpose of that comb, how it sits on the head. And when I do it, I explain that part. So they're like, aha, each tool, turning iron, mannequin head, comb, they all have their own aha moment. So without really having to create something that doesn't have that strong purpose sitting behind it, I really didn't want to take a step and invest and create. And basically, I'm like fooling rest of the artists out there, just like focusing on making that money and nothing else. Obviously, at the end of the day, I'm going to make money, but I don't want to make money that way. I want to make money much more of a building in a trust. And each product has to be giving to the hairdressers very strongly, and they should benefit it, and they should be happy that they got that product. I love that your products give people an aha moment. That's huge. That's such a great great gift that you're giving people. You know, a lot of our listeners, Mustafa, want to be just like you and they want to be an influencer or be influential. What would you say to people that look up to you? Do you have any advice? If they don't have talent, fine. Totally fine. Take education. Hmm. You will build talent. Without education, you cannot build the talent. Talent comes unique to, let's say, a certain people that can just get comfortable. But talent based is practice. Without a practice, there is no talent, there is no creativity, there is no nothing. You need to keep practicing. It's like driving car. First time, first month is different, and 30 years later, it's different. Not many people know this, but I started this job when I was 12 years old. I'm now 37 years old. Wow. So I have over 25 years of experience. And believe me when I say experience, I didn't just join hairdressing when I was 12, 30 years old and just, you know, right out of beauty school and just, you know, I really, really worked my ass off with working in a huge salon and running after like almost 30 hairdressers, people from my hometown. But it's, it's, how can I say? It was a really difficult time. But if you ask me, I would do it again, same thing one more time. Because at my point, when I opened my shop, very first shop, at age of 24, I already have over 10 people working for me. So now I have my salon in New York City. I just made a move just like this. Overnight, I thought about it. I said, you know what? I'm going to be in the city. I'm closing my shop. And that's what I did also. I didn't care about anything else, what was coming. 
So when you have, when you're secured like this, when you believe in yourself very strongly, you can open any door you want. Otherwise, you'll just get stuck in one place and not grow yourself. So you need to grow yourself. You need to take education. You need to share so people can see what you got. Like I said, I shared. I started posting a lot. I know there's a lot of creative artists out there who don't like Instagram so much or who think they're left back, who, who has 10 or 20,000 followers, who think they're not going to get to 500,000. But believe me, I see a lot of them. I see majority of them. They don't need to hit 500,000 followers. I know they don't need to prove anything. I know they're so much more better than people who have million followers. Wow. I know that they're so much more creative and I have so much more respect for them that someone that has more than 500,000 followers. So creative artists like me, in people's eyes, will see the talent anywhere. Even if it's hidden, they'll see it. So it could be with someone with 5,000, 10,000, 50,000, does not matter, or doesn't matter any part of the world. You can be in China and inspire me in New York, and I can just follow you like I did. I follow a couple of people from China. Because I see their creativity. And believe me, they don't have 500,000 followers. They have very limited because they're like, it's their character. They don't like to post so much. They don't like to post videos. They don't like to show that they need to prove somebody that they're artists like that. They, but I see that. I see those talents. I see those artistry. It's, unfortunately, it's very limited in our industry. But believe me, there are a lot of them also out there. They just need to share. That's it. Share with people who don't know. Mm, that's so and good. And people who don't know, they need to educate themselves and learn. I love that you said inspiration often comes from education. That's so profound, Mustafa. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. You, I can just hear uh, your heart through the words that you just spoke. And I know your heart's in such a good place. Thank you so much for just being a solid, influential much. person. And I'm so sorry that you went through this health crisis, but at the same time, I'm so grateful that you are okay and that you're able to share your story and inspire thousands of people. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Josh, for your time and for having me. Hope to see you in person. Yes, we hope to see you at this year's American Award uh, Influencer Awards. We hope to see you back yes. in Los Angeles. And please, please know that uh, all of us here at the American Influencer Association, we were praying for you. We were sending love and light your way. We, I love you guys. We Thank were you just so, much. so concerned. And please know that you have a family here in Los Angeles that you will always God bless have. you guys. Thank you so much. Please send um, our love to your wife as well, okay? I will. Okay, so if you want more information, my friends, on Mustafa Opsi, please visit his Instagram at Mustafa, A-V-C-I. And Mustafa, we'd love to have you on the show next season. Can we book you again? Of course. Awesome. Pleasure. We'll have to do it in person. Uh, A special thanks to all of our listeners uh, for checking out this edition of American Influencer Real Talk. And again, one more big thank you to Mustafa. And uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to our conversation with Mustafa Afsi. You can keep up with our latest episode by visiting us at AIAawards.com and by subscribing to our show on your favorite podcast platform. The American Influencer Real Talk is produced by Christopher Krellen, Bethany Krellen, Josh Skinner, and edited and produced by Michael Sykes. Original music composed by at Joshua Hendricks Music. And now here's our CMO, Bethany Krellen.
Hey, it's Bethany Krellin. Thank you for listening to the American Influencer Real Talk. We hope you enjoyed. We are so passionate about all of you, our fans. We want you to be part of the AIA family. You can check out our beauty bundle, which supports our influencer community at AIAawards.com. Want to be a guest on the Real Talk? Send us a message on social. We can't wait to stay connected with you all and don't miss the next episode next week.